Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pixel Refresh Podcast. I am your host, Marco Rodriguez, and today I'm joined by none other than Mario Amaral. What's up? Uh, what's up? What's up? Yeah, in the house. Put your hands up in the air. Yeah. Like you just don't Woo! care. <laughs> um, the, it's been a while, first off. Let's just say that. Um, it has. We didn't record last week. Wow, that was a terrible sound I made with my mouth. Um, we didn't record last week, but, um, we are here this week and we will be here every week going forward. Uh, that is a total lie probably, but <laughs> we will try, we will try, that is <laughs> but the sure. biggest piece is the reason why we weren't set up last week is because I had podcasting software issues, which I've fixed now. I am on a different setup and I'm hoping this is better going forward for everybody. So yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed. Fingers crossed. It's going to be fun tonight when I'm recording. Well, we're recording now, but fun tonight when I have to edit this in Logic Pro, and I've never used Logic Pro in my life. So that's going to be fun. Uh, but You'll yeah, figure we it have... out. You'll figure it out. You're a genius, man. You'll figure it out. Yeah, it might take some time, but you know, if this podcast goes up like Wednesday, you know why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we have a bunch to talk about. Um uh, well, first, first we have a question here, and I, I'm pretty sure you wrote this question down. I did write this question down. Uh, and so this this goes back to last week, does it not? Where we talked no, about uh, this goes back to a not, few well, like two podcast. weeks ago. <laughs> last po- last this goes podcast, back to last not episode. last week, but last podcast. Yeah. Uh, and we were talking about uh, what's that show called? It's called House on Haunted Hill. No, no, it's or the, the Haunted, Haunted House. Hill. The Haunting of Hill House, yeah. Okay, and your question is? My question was, um, and I just thought this was interesting, especially with, like, Halloween. We didn't get to record um, before Halloween. We're recording after Halloween. You know, because of all the the issues we've had here technically, I was actually uh, hoping we'd make, like, a Halloween special because we did talk about this. Remember initially when we started the podcast, I told you I have so many creepy stories of stuff that's happened Yeah, to me. yeah, yeah. And I, I I do want to do like hey, a it's Halloween not too late. We can do it this podcast. Episode. Okay, if you wanna if you wanna put in like a, a scary story here and there, yeah, just yeah. for the Halloween. Uh, but uh, one of the questions was, and I actually asked my wife this. I actually asked Amanda was, would you want to die in the house? Because just like if anyone didn't listen to the last episode and have hasn't watched the show, if you die in the house, you basically. You can your your soul is trapped there, and you live forever as as a spirit in in this house. In the right? house, yeah. you can't leave. You can't leave the area, the grounds. But then again, you're you're guaranteed that you'll be in that house. So if you die with your loved ones in that house, they will continue also to be in that house. Now, the uncertainty of what happens to you when you pass away is is like. Um, you know, like the counter, not a, right? Is yeah, you don't know what's gonna happen to you, but you're guaranteed. Like, if you die in the house, you know you're gonna basically live for eternity, but you're stuck to the grounds of the house. But right, you kind of don't know what happens when you die. So, so my question is, would you want to die in this house? <laughs> I don't know to be honest, because it seems like if you die in the house, you're stuck with all those other people. You know. Maybe not just That's your true. your family members and stuff. And like, I, I don't know if I want to hang out with people from like that house. 
I think some of them are just like really crazy and they'd probably be really annoying. They'd probably try to kill you as a ghost, even though that's not possible. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I will I will figure out whatever the afterlife is like. Maybe I'll become a tree or something. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe like How about you? Tree. How about you? Would you want to die in the house? I never thought of all the annoying people around. <laughs> <laughs> uh I've I've also I you know, I'm one of those people who it's like uh the afterlife, even though I'm Catholic, I have a lot of questions. I wouldn't say I'm very religious, you know what I mean? Based no, I'm there with you. I'm not being very Catholic. So so it's like what happens, you know, in the afterlife and and I know that's really getting into serious where this question really isn't that serious, but I don't know if I knew like I asked my wife I'm like we'd be able to live t- together forever after death, you know? And then I you know, she kind of looked she at me was like, like fuck yeah, that. Yeah, fuck who the, <laughs> what? No, thank you. It's <laughs> no, already hard till- enough right now. <laughs> She's like, when we got married, it was till death do us part, not <laughs> after we die, okay? <laughs> the ring comes off the finger, bitch. <laughs> you ain't my man no more. I'm free. <laughs> so, yeah, um, you know, figuring that she possibly most likely would not want to live with me. Yeah, I probably wouldn't want to live with people from, like, hundreds of thousands of years ago. Yeah. Uh, chilling in the house with some bad attitude. So, yeah, I, I think uh, initially my answer would have been, like, yeah. Yeah, I do want to be like in the state that I enjoy. You know, I remember myself at my best yeah. forever, you know, probably haunting some people here and there, you know. But yeah, now I'm, yeah, I think it'd be a no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was your answer? Did you originally answer this while talking to her? Well, I told her, you know, why Why wouldn't you want to be, you know, like you'd be with me forever. She's like, stuck in the house? <laughs> that was like, I was stuck in the house with you forever? <laughs> Straight up. You don't leave? You don't leave to go to work? I don't leave? To- nah, hell no. It turns out <laughs> like no, the afterlife, bro. you're just free to go wherever the hell you want. Like, she's like, now I'm stuck to a house. Well, my, my whole argument with her was that's why the mother went there with um you know the caretakers right yeah she went there to pass away and so did the father and everything so that they could live forever yeah well with but it's messed up with the kid yeah with the kids children yeah with the baby and everything but the whole thing was like i'm like at that point the baby's never gonna grow up and the child never grows up so you're stuck in that state forever too which is just like messed up yeah straight up so um <clears throat> you recently uh, bought something. You bought a Switch mod. I did, yeah. I did. I've so had I, it for... I figured this is the way we're going to do this. I'm, I'm going to go through topics, and then once we're done a topic, we're going to tell a scary story. And then okay. Another topic. I figured that's probably the best. I don't really have any creepy stories, but I'll probably figure something out. But, um, But yeah, you bought the Switch mod that you've been talking about for a while. I did, yes. I I purchased. Uh, there's a few ways out there of modding uh, your Switch. I think you can use an Android phone. Um, you can buy like a jig, which basically just goes into the right side controller, okay. and it it connects like certain points uh, in the controller connection so that you can uh, bypass or or whatever. Right? I haven't really looked into it. And then you have like um. Something that goes into the USB-C, which is like a capacitor, right? So this all works by like bypassing something, I guess, uh, on the circuit board okay. inside and getting into like a menu you otherwise wouldn't be able to get into. 
So I did purchase the one made by the uh, Team Executor. I think they actually used to make like the 360 uh, mod and everything like that. Yeah, Executor <laughs> used to make the Xbox and Xbox 360 mods. Right, and they were working on the Xbox One, but Microsoft security so like good that they're they just I think everyone gave up on trying to oh yeah to mod There's the a Xbox ton of One online checks and all that stuff and like yeah it's just pointless like as so soon they, as your console phone's home like you're done like banned instantly it, like. yeah so right now with this I did buy the Team Executor it's actually really easy to do so there's there's a few reasons why you'd want to mod your your switch uh number one is people want free games i don't agree with that um you know if you enjoy a game you should purchase a game um you know so i'm I'm not telling anyone to do anything illegal straight up uh not to say i wouldn't do it but (laughs) anyways games you can get games do as i say not as i do is what he said right there's two there's two formats out there uh four games right now nsp which is like uh, Nintendo, uh, like the online version of the game. Okay. And then there's XCI, which is like the cartridge version of the game. And then there's um, there's another big reason people do it, and it is because of getting all the old uh, emulators on there. So, so they actually it have... Re- it does run homebrew. So it has homebrew. So you got your online homebrew. If you connect to Wi-Fi. Um, so, the, um, so let me just before i get over yeah yeah continue so team executor they make this they keep updating it they're on like a beta right now and they're on like an official version if you want to do the beta okay you can uh use the beta me personally it's really simple you literally stick in this dongle at the bottom that has the capacitors there it's really well made as well the jig you hold your volume down or up i can't remember and you and you tap power and you go into this custom os okay and from the custom os uh, you have to do this every time the console turns off, okay? Really? Because if you, t- yeah. So most people, I know that sounds so, crazy, but most. So uh, what I was about to ask you the question, and uh, you have the jig. You can't use the jig to mod someone else's console if you got another license. Because you could. They would need the jig to turn the console on every time. Right, and that's like okay, yes. That is very true. You need the jig and the... So there's something called RCM mode, which bypasses needing the jig, where you just need the dongle at the bottom. Okay. But there's a risk with that, because it's basically automatically like pretending the jig is there every time the console turns on. And some people have had issues where their consoles kind of like froze or whatever. So even though it, it's, it's supposed to be safe, I don't do that. I don't have a problem putting in the, the jig. And the reason is... Who I don't really let my switch die. So I start seeing it dying. You know what I mean. I I put it on the charging dock. You know what I mean. I I let it charge for a bit. Yeah. Um. It's usually just in standby mode. Okay. So the only thing you'd be using it a lot for is if you put n- new games on your car on your uh SD your card. SD card. Right. So SD card is another thing. Some games out there are fourteen, sixteen gigabytes. Yeah. So you would need like a nice big SD card. But I don't really want to get into that. I just want to say it works. Yeah. It works really well. The homebrew is becoming a lot bigger. Okay. So um, they've got like retro uh, retro arc on there. Nice. So you could play a lot of like this is a handheld. Retro arc is that multi emulator emulator, right? Right. Right. So on the go, you could take PlayStation, Nintendo, 
And uh, they just came out with an update uh, on the homebrew where basically they're tapping into more of the RAM. So initially they could only tap into a very small amount of the RAM. Okay. And now I think they can tap into all of the RAM. I haven't really researched it much. I've used it basically, uh, I'm not going to lie, for some games that I otherwise wouldn't purchase. Kind of just to test You've them out. illegally downloaded games? Never, never. These were my cartridges. I dumped oh, them myself. Sure, Let's just liar. say that. <laughs> so, I'm yeah, calling these... the police right now. <laughs> so I just want to say that these games, they work like just like a cartridge would. So okay. um, there's actually like on, on the newer uh, betas, there's a cheat engine on there now. Oh, sick. Uh, they, keep, they keep adding features, which is really cool. So like, But there is a downfall. There is a downfall, and that's that's what I'm getting to. Okay. So the downfall is there's a lot of like ways to protect yourself from getting banned online. Yes. Okay. And and what it is is you can still use Wi-Fi when you go into the custom software, which is the SXOS or whatever they call it. Yeah. Does it look like the regular OS or is it different? It 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 is. Um, okay. So when you go into it initially. Yeah. It is the regular OS. It's just Nintendo's OS. And then when you go into the albums um, folder, okay, the albums folder is like this other custom section of it. Okay. 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 And if you want to go into your normal albums, you would hit like a button combination, right? Okay. So you go into the album folder and it'll have like your games, your software to update, your homebrew. Everything's in there. So your games are loaded from in there. So you'll see all your games. You click on a game and it loads it to the main page as you just put in a cartridge. I see, I see. Right. So then you you play it from the from the main uh, OS. The whole thing is when you're in this custom uh, OS, there's something called stealth mode, and basically it doesn't allow it even when you're on Wi-Fi to connect to Nintendo servers. Yeah. If by any chance something goes wrong and your system restarts and you had Wi-Fi on, the chances of you getting banned are like ninety nine point nine percent. Like Nintendo within like two seconds knows that you played. So the main thing is you played an NSP. So an NSP is like I told you a Nintendo online file. They know you don't own that file by your account or anybody on that. Okay. Uh, an XCI is a little bit harder to get banned because anybody can borrow a, a cartridge off someone else. Yeah. But when a million people are playing the same cartridge with the same uh, ID, you know, whatever code ID. Yeah, yes. Yeah then it becomes suspicious, but it's still harder to prove. Okay. But an NSP you don't own on your account is very easy. In my circumstance, I don't care about online gameplay. Yeah. Well, I would, I'd say, have to... I would go as far as to say that there's not a lot of online gameplay right, right. now anyway. So. Right now there isn't. I don't even know. There's like if Mario Kart, is... there's Splatoon. There's maybe a few handful of other games, but like I don't think there's a lot of games that have online multiplayer. Yeah, there isn't a lot of games that have online game uh And now you have multiplayer. to pay for multiplayer anyway. Do you? Okay. Yeah. And the other thing is Smash Bros. I think that's probably the downfall of not being able to go online. Yeah. Would be Smash Bros. A lot of people probably want to play that online. Yeah. And also the other I'm big thing is... I'm definitely that. <coughs> and I'm pretty sure Diablo 3 just came out. I'm pretty sure that's probably an online multiplayer. Probably. Probably. And I and I love that game, and I did get it for the Switch. It looks like garbage, though. Really? Like visually, Why would you it say looks that? like like a really bad PC port that is only displaying at the the less than the less than low graphics. You know what? I've never 
like looked at that game as being like graphically intense anyways. It was just like it's a super but, fun but game even, to play. But even even on like PC, like there's a lot more texture and detail in the character models and all the With other any stuff. with any game realistically, right? Well, even PC on the console, versus like, a hand you hand. look at like the version on the Xbox 1 versus the one that you're playing on the Switch and it's it's pretty contrasting. Yes. It's switch. But it's though. something you it's, enjoy. It's a handheld on the go. Yeah, you. you enjoy the game. You're so. not. You're not. I enjoy the game. It it doesn't really matter about graphically, and it usually it does to me, right? But in in this circumstance, it doesn't. So I do, I do want to say that yes, everyone. Main, he's one main... step away from Minecraft. <laughs> the main uh, the main points I want to make is it works. Yeah, uh, there is a downfall. You can get banned, and Nintendo is always working on preventing this so they do have like a software update of 6.1 i am on that so it works still with this now here's the issue they have done some hardware changes so you actually need to know which hardware you have because they've changed the hardware internally on the actual internally yeah so you have to go by like serial numbers now to figure out whether you're in that section of moddable or not moddable i actually didn't know that yeah so this is this is something new before, if you'd go on like the SX uh, website, the Team Executor website for the for the Switch, it would be like any console, any software is moddable. Now it's most consoles, most software is is uh you know moddable. So they went from that because Nintendo's really they're really big on piracy, right? They hate pi- any company, but Nintendo's really on top of it right now. And talking about new hardware, just you know. They are supposedly coming out with some new hardware as well. They are. So there's been rumors that they are planning a, like a more substantial hardware refresh. Sort of like they do with the Nintendo DS. You know, you went from like the 3DS, 3DS XL, then there was the new 3DS. So there's something like that that's rumored to be happening with the Switch. Right. Like a pro almost. Yeah, not like a pro. Yeah, sort of, yeah, I would say, yeah. Supposed to be a bump in in, in power, that's for sure. A bump in specs, a bump in power potentially, maybe a better screen on the the device. Um, But yeah, it's so far it's rumored. It's not unlike Nintendo to do something like this. Again, like I said, with their 3DS models, they historically have done this type of thing. So, um, it's, it's not surprising. Um, but I think my question is, would you, would you, uh, get the upgrade? Like, would you trade in your current switch for the new switch? No, no, because most likely the new switch number one is not moddable. Uh, my switch is uh, yet my switch is 99.9999% been banned because I've accidentally gone on, uh, after it rebooted um also there's there's a really key point and i don't i think nintendo really has to learn from this and we've learned from this even on the ios platform jailbreakers have made features that apple has integrated into their os because people love these features and there's no reason these features shouldn't be there it's the same thing in nintendo homebrew uh you know in in the in the modding uh scene is that like now there's themes there's amazing themes on the switch Switch should let you like Nintendo should allow you to do this. It, you should see some of the themes out there. They they will they look eventually. Great. And the only reason I say that is because themes are like a cornerstone to the 3DS. The 3DS How long has theme. this console been out? How long has this console been out? 
how long has this console been out? Like a year yeah, or two? It's gotta, yeah, it's got to... Yeah, come on, themes? Yeah, like, they, they've mean, been like, really slow on a really lot of the... integral to the experience. They aren't, but what I'm saying they're is like... They're like a fun add-on, and, I, and I'm telling you, they will eventually do it. They probably will. Again, they're doing it on the I, 3DS. Why wouldn't they do it? And I agree. I, I just don't think, think they did a lot of people... DS immediately. Like, it, it took, like, generations of 3DS to come out for them to do themes. But the whole the whole point here is if the community is putting more time and effort into giving you new features that Nintendo won't, which has, like... These, you know, hundreds, probably thousands of people working on this, this OS or whatever their team is. But yet the community who's doing it for free is, is setting up features that people obviously want and they're modding. Everyone doesn't just mod for games, right? They mod for many reasons. But if they find that their online uh, for Nintendo at this point sucks and they're like, I can't do anything with my Switch but play a game. I wish I could do a theme or play a video or play some music on it or do this. Yeah. But Nintendo doesn't give them this option. And they're like, well, if I go to the, the homebrew scene, like the, the modded scene, all these options are available. And these guys don't even get paid to do it. You know what I mean? They, they work on donations and they take the time out of the day to figure out code and, and get features on there. Then Nintendo's like, oh, our customers are not even important enough to, to spend some time on making but the I, console I more enjoyable. I don't take it that way. Like, I, I think that like Nintendo has bigger teams focused on making big games that are first party titles like like the next smash bros right there's probably a smaller team making updates to the os and at this point in time a large a large i would say a large part of their demographic is a younger audience who doesn't care about modding or whether there are themes or not like they just care about what what games are available on that console and are they fun can i play them on the go stuff like that like you got to remember, Nintendo's demographic is not like our us hardcore gamers. Never has been. It's been catering to a younger audience for a very long time. And even now, like even if the Switch is more of a focus on the hardcore gamers, like let's be real. Great, you guys modded themes into the thing, but like it doesn't matter. Like it's a theme. Who cares? There's already two themes: light and dark on the console. Like you can. I have care. Those. No, but listen, uh, I have to. I do have to say that I do find that they are um, Name me one feature more... besides themes that is cool that they should implement. Yes, this is a feature I actually d- didn't talk about was um, external storage. So they do allow external storage. So you could hook up a hard drive to your base and keep a bunch of games on there. This is modded? This is modded. So you could actually, let's say you were to buy off the library, and I'm telling you, some of these games are like 16, 17 gigabytes now, right? So you were to buy a bunch of games, you can actually keep um, a hard drive connected to your base, keep all your games there. It would only work when you when you put the uh, Switch on the base. But here is, here is what they're working on, the future. The future is, if you wanted to take a game on the go, you would just put it on the internal um the internal memory, the SD card, yeah. and then continue going. And then you'd have your whole library there and you'd just be able to go in between. And you're also um, able to use an on-the-go OTG wire, which goes from USB-C to USB 2.0 or 3.0, whatever. Yeah. And you, and I can stick in, like, let's say I have a bunch of games on a, a USB, a 64-gig USB. I can take that on-the-go. It could be like having a cartridge with a bunch with a bunch of games on it. 
And and don't get me wrong, there's a ton more features that I haven't actually looked into. Like I told you, just features to watch videos, music, um, uh, save, save backups. You know, yeah. I know Nintendo does allow you to save them to the cloud anyways. They but do their now save if backups. you have their uh, online subscription. So without an online subscription, you're able to back up your save now. So there are a lot of features, and there's a lot more I haven't even touched on because I haven't really looked into them. My main thing was like, let me get this for uh, And I do think eventually they will have like hard drive support. It's just kind of weird to have a hard drive, especially if you're a person who takes the console everywhere. Right, no, and it's not going to be, be for... version, so it's kind of right. odd, but... So that those are some other features, and I do I do want to hit on like they are uh, hitting the older audience. They are targeting the older uh, older audience because they've got games like a Doom, uh, Elder Scrolls, Diablo three. These are not like your average uh, Super Mario fun games on the go. These are hardcore gamers. You know what I mean? Uh, but I'll go as far as to say, if you're hardcore gaming, you're not playing on the Switch, playing Doom. Like, let's be real. On the go, that's the whole thing, man. Yeah, but like it's, Elder Scrolls, it's like why a, put it Elder like Scrolls on? It's like a half-assed version of Doom. Like it looks like garbage. It might play well, but it has frame drops. Like again, yeah, there are games that are being released on the platform that historically have come out on the other consoles and PC and are maybe geared towards more of a hardcore audience. But I'll say a vast majority of people are probably not playing those specific games on that console, especially at the price that they want you to buy them at. Which is too high, in my opinion. Yeah, the, I mean, the price is just too high. Like, it, it's not, it's just not there. Like, like this this console fundamentally is, is not for those people. Like, it, I agree. I, I think, honestly, if you picked up a Switch, I have to say, hands down, number one game on there is going to be Zelda. Hell yeah. I, I don't, like, if you're picking up a Switch... Or if you can borrow someone's Switch, you have to play Zelda. Now, I was never really like, it wasn't even an afterthought to get a Switch or a Zelda. I got the Switch. Uh, my excuse was for my wife to play like the Mario uh, and any Mario titles that came out. And don't get me wrong, there's some really cool Mario titles. Some you've already played on the Wii U and some that are, are new for the Switch. Yeah. And that new Mario uh super mario is uh i forgot what it's called right now but the new mario game that is officially just for the switch that's that's an also uh also an awesome game uh mario kart is just as good as it used to be and now we got mario party that's fun it's fun you know what i mean i can't say i'm a huge I've fan played of mario it twice party. And I've, I've lost twice have you lost twice yes <laughs> i uh i haven't won i think i came in like second or third place I've i can't come remember in fourth in both times <laughs> so Mario Party, there is the uh Mario Tennis is not bad either. But I'm saying right now, Zelda. Once you get into that Zelda, you're like that's in the, another world. And I will have to say about Zelda, because you probably already know this. I told you there's a cheat engine in this game. Okay? Yes. There's not just the cheat engine because of the homebrew, somebody actually went out of their time and made a save editor, which you could use within the console. Okay. So it gives you a list of like your weapons, uh, the abilities they have, the durability you can change. So, so what is dude, what is something really fun that you've already tried doing? I have shields that number one they don't 
nothing happens. You know what I mean? I have arrows. So you at block nine... and you you won't even take damage. I won't even take that. And I have and I have like uh what do you call it? Uh, arrows are always at nine nine nine, bro. All my arrows are nine nine nine, and my <laughs> rubies, my rubies are like inf- infinite. I can go into any store and buy anything I want. Like if you were to use an online editor, they have some online editors, so you'd have to extract your save. Yeah, you could really get deep into it, like a bunch of Apple, like all all kinds of stuff. The the editor on there isn't that hardcore. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just kind of like the weapons and and the amount of money you have. So my main thing was like I was really playing and then I was like some of these battles are really hard but now I have like 999 ancient arrows. You know what I mean? So like sheesh. Yeah, and my arrow my bows, some of the bows I have, I've put the feature of where like they do like a row of bows at once. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And some of them I've put like that their powers boosted by like a crazy amount. So the crazy thing is, even though the power is boosted insanely, okay, and I use ancient arrows, it still takes three to take down. Uh, what do you call those robots? The that guardians, you have to, like the guardians. It still takes three it of those. Still takes three to take it down still a guardian. Takes three Jeez. to take a guardian down, and then uh, but they've got a I lot have, of health though. Guardians have do. like three thousand health or something like that. It's something insane. Ridiculous. Yeah, I do have like um. Some of my weapons, instead of, like, max durability, they're max power. So I'll get somewhere. And, like, this super, like, hard, difficult, uh, you know, enemy. And I slash him once. He's like, uh. <laughs> Can you make Done. it so that, like, your hearts are, like, immediately maxed? See, that's the thing. There are ways. Just even using the, in, um, the integrated cheat, cheat yeah. engine. Yeah, yeah. Some people have talked about, like... You just because the cheat engine works on a hex, uh, what do you call it? A, a hex system, hex code, right? Yeah, yeah, the hex code. I can't really figure out how to use this cheat engine, dude. I have like a lot of issues because someone put on like I, I follow like a Facebook page and someone's like, you know, zero A B dash blah 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 infinite health on, uh, let's say uh, Zelda. Yeah, I yeah. haven't really researched it enough. So no, there. Yes, there are ways. I haven't personally done. You it. haven't figured it out. Okay. I haven't figured it out, and because uh, I'm saying but, you could, you could honestly like go into the save editor, make it so that the the master sword has like unlimited anything. Right. I could set do your that. at minimum set your hearts to thirteen, not infinite, and then. As soon as you are in the open world game, literally go pick up the sword and like finish the rest of the game with that sword. And here's the mess. Be kind of dope, actually. Here's the messed up thing. I try to pick up the sword right the first yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. And I died. You know, I didn't have enough hearts to pull it out. Yeah. And then I went to go look online, and people are like, "You need ten hearts to pull it you out. You need thirteen hearts to pull. You it need out. thirteen. You yeah. need ten plus the three you start with, which I didn't read through. I just read ten. I got 10. I went back to try to pull it off. I was like, this game's retarded. This game's like, I broken. Can't even... <laughs> I can't get this goddamn sword. But here's the sad part. Once I found out about the save editor, even though I did, did eventually get the sword yeah. after having to do so many of those, um, what are those puzzle things called? Where you go into, you find them, the... The Korok oh, Seed puzzles? No, the, uh, sorry, not puzzles, but dungeons? those blue... Yeah, like, what do you call those? The shrines you're talking the about. The shrines. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, the shrines. So after finding the shrines to get all these uh, these orbs so I could get my hearts up, right? Because you need, like, four per heart. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm like, man, I had already found the cheat editor, uh, the save editor. I already had weapons that made the Master Sword look like a joke. 
First of all, master the durability. Sword, the the master sword's base durability is thirty, right? No, durability have, is low, but it's made base power is, is thirty, and it goes up to so sixty. Does the master sword actually lose durability? Like, does it go away? No, it doesn't. Doesn't lose durability, but it has like magic, and that magic once you've once you're finished the magic in the sword, then you can't use it for a while. It has to recharge. Oh, okay, yeah. But the so cool that's... thing is if you do Trials of the Sword, if you have the DLC, you can up the base damage from 30 to the base of 60. So, like, so I'm you thinking know... you could set your hearts to unlimited, get the sword, do the Trials of the Sword right away. But I could actually go into the Master Sword and just change it to some crazy-ass number so I could multiply its damage by, like, 999999 or whatever I want, okay? Like, um... And that's what happened is basically right now, I can only carry a, a certain amount of weapons. The durability on them is so high, they don't break. Okay. Jeez. That's number one. So I have an ice sword, a wind sword, a fire sword, and then uh, my shield that I use right now. Just because right now, I don't actually have to look into shield durability. I just look into how cool they look. I'm using, you know, like the uh, the robot shields, like the blue, uh, like laser looking shields. Yeah. Uh, what you fight in the uh, the shrines, those robots. So eventually I get this master sword and it's now like a puny sword compared to all these other swords I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I have like a, an element sword of every kind. I mean, I think I've got the element sword for wind, the element sword for, you know, fire, ice. Uh, and just like the master sword, they have certain abilities and they they just like need to recharge once you use them for a bit. So it would be interesting to see how you how you finish the game like how quickly you can finish the game by like in all technicality if you have all the stuff you could literally just walk to the like go to the actual castle and immediately start fighting what's his name he'd be harder because you didn't complete the the different shrines like the bigger dungeons right so you'd have to fight the bigger dungeon versions of him first see how do i go to him because like see what happened at a point is i went into uh, a mountain that's just fire and okay. I'm assuming now, uh, because I finally got into, there's a, there's a lot I haven't discovered yet. So I finally got into, um, you know, the town where you have to look like they only allow females. Yeah, the Gerudo town. Yeah. So they only allow females. And basically to get in there, which, that's just, this is part of the story. It's awesome because you go meet this guy on top of a roof and, you know, you have to pretend you think he's a lady or whatever. It's just, it's hilarious. It's a, It's an awesome thing. But in there, I got some jewelry. That allows me to deal with elements like the cold yes. and uh, heat. So um, I was always doing certain missions. Like I was trying to unlock all the towers. And there's certain parts of these towers that are in like freezing cold. And I'm just dying. And like I said, I have no no cheat for like health. So I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? I keep making fires, stopping and eating a bunch of food and continuing. And now I eventually uh, got the earrings because I went into that town. So that I could deal with the cold and maybe a piece of clothing. But there's a lot of clothing I haven't found yet. So I'm assuming there's like a lot of towns I haven't found yet. And that's probably the most frustrating uh, thing. So is that some of the clothing you're going to actually get from. And I know like we're now going on like a Zelda tangent here. But right. some of the clothing Sorry, you're going to get from the different cities where you have to help them take down their, um, their uh, divine beast. Right. Right. Some of it will be purchasable, like in the case of um, in the case of the mountain and in the case of uh, 
Rito Village, you're going to purchase the actual armor, um, and it's expensive. In the case of um, the Water Place, I forget what it's called now, um, and the Gerudo Town. Gerudo Town, you're going to, there's two options. You can, you get the suit from the, the guy, it's actually a guy, right? You get the suit from the guy that allows you to go into the, the city, because now you look like a girl. In the city, you can buy another version of the suit from a lady selling it there if you want a different, like, look to the suit. Right. Um, and then back in the water place, you have to do a couple of side missions. And I think, based on the story, you only get the pants first. You get the pants. Yeah, and that's and then, to swim faster. Yeah, and, and then you do some other stuff, other side missions, and someone will give you the shirt and the helmet. Um, and that's how oh, you get okay. those. okay. And then there are, depending, there are different, uh, what do you call them? There are different suits that you get from doing different things. Like you do a lot of side missions. You can find them in chests from doing side missions. And so a lot of the other equipment you'll get from, uh, from those things. Like one of the pieces of equipment is a rubber suit that makes you basically uh, invincible when it comes to being hit by lightning. Yeah, that makes sense. Because even doing uh, that town where they only allow females in, uh, basically, you want to take her crown. That was one of the things I saw, her helmet or whatever. And yeah. she's like, well, for you to even borrow this, you have to do this for me, right? And I was like, ah, okay, I got to do something now. Because she's like, do you want... Easy. All you have to do is help do all the side missions in the area. It's like help okay. everybody out and I'll let you use the helmet. And it's pretty easy. I've done it already. Yeah, so I'm still at there, right? Like, I'm still... I have two... How many Divine Beasts are there? There are four, technically, and the fifth one is a motorcycle that you can get. Okay, so I've only done two, and goddamn, I want that motorcycle. I've seen the motorcycle. I don't... I didn't know how to get it, but don't... I don't really want to go into this any farther. No, we can no, do a whole fine, episode. But yeah, this, we could do a whole this episode This is what happens, on... guys, when we start talking about the Switch. Yeah, so Zelda is an amazing... If you haven't played Zelda, I know, and you don't have a Switch, and you could borrow one because you don't want to, you know, upfront the money for that, I understand, but this game is just awesome. And, you know, and I play on the handheld console. I don't really play on my big screen uh, for one main reason, and the main reason is basically I don't have a pro controller. I could get a pro controller, and there's so many other options. You could actually use an uh, Xbox One controller. There's actually an adapter... Oh, that goes really? on to, yeah, there's an adapter that, uh, here's a really cool thing. And I don't know if you know about this. There's an adapter that goes onto your uh, Xbox One controller and it still gives you the motion controls because the adapter brings the motion sensors in it. So it's wireless and you could still use the motion in the controller. Uh, the controller uh, dongle thing is updatable. It's, it actually clicks onto the front of the controller and, it, and it's including a battery pack. So it's all together. And uh, it, I saw it on Amazon. It was way too expensive, so it wasn't worth it for me. You could buy a Pro Controller for that price. Yeah. Uh, a Switch Pro Controller. But if you're someone who loves the Xbox controller, you could do that. And then this could also be used with, like, I think a PlayStation controller and all that. That's so really yeah, cool. Yeah, there's a dongle for it. Now, maybe I should have made that a topic to talk about this dongle. It's pretty cool. But um, like I said, maybe we don't I, – I just realized how long we've been um, – in conversation here maybe we should pass pass this topic of the switch <laughs> maybe just yeah yeah you know, know. what I'll... um i think i think uh we can i think we can move on obviously um but i i think we should talk about um 
not the the one plus debacle but uh the actual device itself i think we should i think we should talk about the one plus 6t because this phone looks pretty dope this phone doesn't just look dope i think that honestly and I, I'm not just saying this, like the OnePlus 6T, and I've, I've actually been listening to Power Cycle, and they were just talking about uh, one of the gentlemen there. He wants to, uh, he's kind of like on the on the on the um, the fence about the OnePlus 6T and the and the uh, the Pixel 3. Okay, and I have to honestly say, and he's talking about the Pixel 3, the regular one, not even the three, uh, the, not even XL, not even the XL. Sorry, that's what it is. The XL. And I'd have to say, honestly, besides software, and I understand they get all the software upgrades, okay? I do want to say one thing. I personally would go 6T. And 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 his uh, their main thing was like the, if you pre-order, so this is like while pre-orders are still available, pre-orders are no longer available because the device is out, I think, from the first. Okay. So when you pre-order, you get a free um, charging dock, like their charging stand. Which is like a hundred dollar value. This is from OnePlus. No, I'm talking about uh, the Pixel the Three. Pixel, here. okay. So the Pixel Google would give you the free stand, and and they were they were talking about how they looked uh looked at the price, and there was probably like a three hundred dollar difference, uh, because by no means is the the OnePlus Six T cheap. It's still affordable. It's cheaper, but it's no longer like a cheap, super affordable device. It's just a cheaper, well made device. Yeah. The one thing I want to give the OnePlus credit for is they're coming out with this phone with Pi, people. Pi. Okay, Android Pi on it. They're they're a pretty new company, okay? They haven't been out for like even 10 years. <laughs> oh no, we've triggered him. No, no. They're coming out with Pi. Like we were just talking about on our last episode, we were talking <laughs> about the a Huawei Max. Uh uh mate pro or whatever well, you tell is, them right the mate pro you're the, you're talking about a wowie a huge company came like number one in most sold sold devices or whatever and they can't put goddamn pie on their on their brand new super expensive device this company you know who does everything you know on a small scale puts pie day one you know and they've been I really got to give them credit they, because they they are uh, they are already t- fully troubled out because even OnePlus was able to offer the right uh, the the beta. Uh, the beta, but that's the way it should be running. And then again, the, the I can't really I'm kind of comparing apples and oranges here because um, why Huawei can't you works compare on, apples and oranges? I hate that phrase. You can, but they're you both have to fruits. State, <laughs> you have to state that yes, uh, the. The OnePlus comes out with the latest software on it. And the awesome thing about that is that their software is actually very uh, minimalistic and is very comparable to being stock with a few uh, changes that are probably for the best. There's a few little tweaks that are are actually like really cool bonuses. Whereas in you're getting the UI from a Huawei, which is called uh, uh, whatever it's called. I forgot right now. And they have to work into making it work with their UI. So I understand that takes longer. They have way more devices to make it work on, way more devices to work on, period, whereas in OnePlus doesn't. But people, this should be the way it works. A new device comes out. It comes out with the latest software on it. The company continues to support that device. They're still supporting their their OnePlus 3 and their OnePlus 3T. 
And I, I, I'm not going to say it's all been good with OnePlus. Their support is still not near, you know, any of these other companies. Uh, they're trying to get it up there. Yeah. But, like, that's probably where I'd say they can't compare to Google is you're going to get some really good support on Google. Whereas on the OnePlus side, you're going to probably get some substandard support if anything goes wrong with your device. So you just need support, period. Um, they do have, like, a warranty you can add on. Uh, like two-year assurance or whatever the company they use. But let's get down to hardware. Man, they make that Pixel look really bad. You know, and I'm comparing. I'm not going to compare but the camera. The though. three. The camera, though. Yeah, I mean, they still have a decent camera. They still have a good camera. I wouldn't even but call it But in comparison decent. to the Pixel, I would say the only reason you should get a Pixel is for the camera. But... I guess you'd have to really be into the camera, right? If that's what you do, if that's what you do with your phone a lot, like all you do is take pictures, then there's no point of you, um, you know, thinking about any other phone. You're really set on this phone. Like, but if you're looking for a package, like I still want a good camera, but I don't need the best camera. I still want a good looking phone. Okay. I hate the bezel. I hate the price. And I want really good battery life then you shouldn't be just looking at the Pixel. Maybe you should look at the 6T because, yes, people... I, th- I think they... the 6T is a great phone. I, 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 while I've never used a OnePlus, I think the 6T is, is up there, especially it's being reviewed very highly. And I think the biggest thing about it that, that it may fall short on is the, its camera in comparison to a Pixel. Otherwise, I think like it has a lot of great features. I like the full-featured front screen with the minimal notch i do like that they're using like an under screen fingerprint sensor which seems pretty cool mkbhd says it's not as fast as like touch id but like we're slowly getting there and uh again no offense to like google on their pixel but it kind of just looks like last year's phone like it does and and i think like for anybody who hasn't uh looked at the oneplus 6t i'm sure my co-host here is going to put a link in uh, you could check it out. Uh, this phone comes now stock, the lowest model with 128 gigabyte storage. The That's lowest impressive. model, six six gigs of RAM, lowest model. If you go up, you get eight gigs of RAM. So it starts at like 120. Is uh, it is it uh, is it upgradable as well? Uh, no, the storage is not upgrade uh, okay. upgradable. Is the storage on a Pixel upgradable? No. Okay. So the the good things about a Pixel is they're from what I understand, they're water resistance where where the um, the OnePlus 6T isn't. So if that's a big thing for you, that would be a big issue there. Also, you're getting um, you're getting wireless charging with the Pixel now. Finally, you're not getting the wireless charging with the OnePlus 6T, even though it has really? a glass it's back. It's got a glass back, though. Yeah, but it, they didn't. I guess they they kind of like they have to weigh what's important and not. Remember one thing, also people screen. Remember when they uh, removed the p- NFC? Those were the good days. <laughs> and everyone just looked at them like, why? Why would you get rid of NFC? <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, people don't really use it. Are you crazy? This is the future. Well, in this case, like, <laughs> they didn't actually remove wireless charging. They just never, they never had added wireless it. charging. They never had wireless but charging. But ultimately, they also have one of the fastest quick charging. And that's what market, I was going right? to get to. I think they're really trying to promote, hey, listen. We could give you wireless charging, but one of our selling points is that we have some of the fastest charging. So why do you need to put it on the stand where you could plug it in for 30 minutes and get like 75% of your battery charged? Yeah, historically, historically, uh, uh, wireless charging, while it's 
convenient in a sense because you're not plugging anything into your phone. Uh, it's not as fast as traditional wired, especially the way that OnePlus does charging. Charging. Right. You can get like up to 80% in like 30 minutes kind of thing. Like that's pretty cool. And they also have um, a really good battery life. And the reason for that is unlike the Pixel, which I'm assuming at this point the Pixel, both um, LCD screens are made by – or not LCD, sorry. Both uh, panels are made by Samsung. I think they're both uh, OLED now. Yeah, they're both they're gonna look. Samsung. They're going to look amazing. I don't know who makes us, uh, the OnePlus 6T. It could be a Samsung for all I know. But they are OLED, but they're only 1080. Now, I'm going to get into a little rant here about that. Number one is you're going to save a lot more energy using um, a 1080 versus a higher like uh, Ultra HD screen because there's a lot more pixels to move around, and that's why it eats more at the and battery. I'll, I'll go as far as to say if anything is to be taken with like a grain of salt is like the experience you're going to have with a high DPI low resolution screen we've seen this already with the 10r it looks fantastic and i will say something about the 10rs once you're done about that i actually want to say something about that but continue but like people thought oh it's got a lower than 1080p resolution screen it's probably gonna look like garbage i've sat in front of this thing and i've i even texted mario here about it it's a beautiful looking screen there's no visible pixels. Like, it's got a density that's pretty high. The only difference between that screen and an OLED is an OLED re- reproduces way richer blacks, obviously, because it's an OLED. And it's color vibrancy on an OLED. You have, like, brighter, more vibrant color spaces than you do on LCDs in general or LEDs, whatever it is. Um, and that's the only difference. So. This whole thing about people being like, oh, like it's a 1080p screen. It's probably going to be a look at like, go honestly, go fuck yourself. Like, yeah. So there's the screen until you see the screen. There's a few good points about having a 1080p screen. Um, the thing is, number one, it eats at your battery less. Number two, it makes everything a lot more fluent, like even software wise, because think about it. It doesn't have to work as hard. It doesn't need as much power to move all these pixels around. So it seems a lot quicker and snappier. That doesn't mean that anybody with a a high-definition screen can't make their OS snappy. You know what I mean? But you you have to use a lot less power to do that with a lot less pixels. It still looks great because, like my co-host is saying here, it really depends on um, not just you know 1080 versus not 1080. It's the quality of that panel as well. It's very important. People don't understand that, that the panel is very important. And I want to go back to what you said about the XR, the iPhone XR. Sorry, I called it the XR. It is the XR. There was a, a YouTuber. Uh, I don't remember his name off the bat. Jonathan at very, TLD. Is it? Who put uh, the Poco phone. Put it in phone. a box with the Poco phone. Yes, the Poco phone versus the XR. And, it, you know, he blocked out the corners because they're around they're around the same screen size. They're both uh, IPS panels, so LCDs. And one is 1080p, the Poco. And the iPhone is not 1080p. And everybody who went in there, guess what? Everybody. I don't think there was one person who picked the Poco phone. He literally everybody named the picked. video, watch everybody pick the 10R. Yeah. And everyone picked the 10R. 
they were just like this this looks more vibrant the colors are more vibrant the you know this looks great this looks great the viewing angles were better and like i said he was comparing a 1080 versus a non 1080 why wouldn't that 1080 win hands down because it's not just about pixels it's not just about resolution it's about the quality of that panel you could have a uhd here's an example the pixel 2 xl that came out without software updates look their panel was garbage in the beginning and it was a high definition panel was a uhd panel was like a whatever they call it 2k 4k whatever i don't know for phones yeah i can't remember the terminology they use but i'm pretty sure uhd so an ultra wx or something whatever it is it's it's higher than 1080 you know you're going into the ultra definition here and it was a, a gross panel until they changed some of the settings right to, to yeah, make yeah. until they more vibrant it, basically and optimizer right so it's not all about that so looking at a, a one plus six compared to this other device like a poco i'm pretty sure the one plus six still looks better than the poco the one plus six t Still looks better than the Poco. Yeah, even from the, all the footage that I've watched, it looks phenomenal. Like it looks yeah. like a really nice phone all around. I have to personally say, if I wasn't on iOS and I was looking for an Android phone, you know, besides, you know, I'd look at, you know, the downfalls, the, the good parts and the bad parts. Cost right now, I know the OnePlus Six T, and they don't have two sizes. They're one size. They start at seven hundred and nineteen Canadian. And that's okay. free shipping. And like I said, that's 128 gigs, uh, eight, uh, six gigs of RAM. In the back, you've got a dual camera with six and 20 megapixels. You've got the Snapdragon 4, uh, 845, and you've got Android P on it already from day one. Okay. Or you go by the Pixel. But just to have these two phones compared, just to have the Pixel compared to the OnePlus 6T is already talking about how great the OnePlus 6T is because when anybody who really enjoys Android, anybody who's even on a, and I've noticed this, anybody who's even on an iPhone, when you talk to them about trying Android, they talk about the Pixel. I mean, some people talk about Samsung, but Pixel's got such a reputation for being the best Android phone if you really want to try Android. So to have that in the same, um, you know, um, the same category as the OnePlus 6T or a Pixel OnePlus 6T has come a long way. I okay, so and I'm going to go as One far plus. as to ask you since since it was a topic on uh, Power Cycle and one of them was debating whether they should get it. I haven't caught up to that episode yet, so I I don't know who it that was. would be their latest episode. Yeah, but um, I'm going to ask you if you had to choose between the OnePlus 6T or a Pixel 2 non XL version, which Pixel one three, would you choose? Three or two? Pixel three. three sorry. There, yeah. Uh, if it was the non-XL version and the OnePlus, the OnePlus hands down. OnePlus hands down, okay. Hands down because they've got one feature that I love from my iPhone. And I know many people out there are going to be like, I love this feature from my iPhone. It's and ghosting, it is the Switch. It? It's ghosting. <laughs> <laughs> the Switch toggle for silent. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. They've got the toggle. That's a lot of people underrated thing about the iPhone that people don't realize. Like, man. I'm so glad that one company has at least replicated that thing. And, and and on top of that, for you people who don't like the notch, number one, first of all, this notch is so small, okay? But number two, they still give you software-wise the option to black out the top. Now, if you're doing, if you're getting this phone and doing this, you know, some people, it's just what they do. But I believe that if you 
purchase this phone, you probably wouldn't even know that notch is there. It is so, so minute, so small that it's like, it's nothing. It's like one of the best notches out there. And, and it comes from, you know, their, their sister company, their, you know, and it, uh, the Oppo, it looks very much like the Oppo find, uh, but it's a great phone. It's, it's made for the American market, right? For the, for the North American market. And that's, that's what they're doing. They're they're getting into deals now in America with I forgot which which company is it T Mobile or whatever I think it's Verizon Verizon I think you're right I think it's Verizon they're getting into deals now the, the there's someone to think about they they're only gonna go up from here okay oh, and yeah. even like and and uh, my co-host here Marky he knows I'm a big OnePlus fan I had the OnePlus One through one all the two, trials and tribulations three. and pain they put him through he still loves them as a company. I do. And it's, and it's, you know, at a point I had to understand, like, this is a startup company. Yes, they're not going to be great. And I had a lot of issues and most of the issues, some of them were hardware. A lot of them were support. Just like you talk to someone like their support was garbage. But then again, their phones were like three ninety nine. Their price has gone up for a reason. Their quality has gone up and I'm pretty sure there's a lot more people they got to pay now. But, but like amazing. I mean, I don't know. The OnePlus, I, I give them thumbs up for sure. And they All were right, you heard it here first. Um, whoever on yes, uh, power, power cycle. cycle, just screw the Pixel 3 uh, and buy the OnePlus 60. I mean, like, listen, if you're totally into photos, and, and I know, like, a big key is unlimited storage and backup with your photos and support and getting the, you know, top upgrade, um, a top uh, unlimited updated. photos. Guys, guys, just if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you already have. That's what I was going to say, actually. A lot of people have Amazon Prime. Uh, There's an option there. You could back up your photos at full quality. Amazon photos at full quality. You basically have unlimited storage for it. So if you have a Prime subscription, use it. Stop using Google. Move on to an iPhone. I mean, yeah. The the (laughs) OnePlus. Not not the iPhone. Listen, No, an iPhone. Honestly. An iPhone. If you're out there, uh, sorry, if you're out there, uh, on the power cycle there, just like the Pixel, the OnePlus gives you OnePlus gives you an option to try the phone for 15 days. You can return it for free. Why not just try it out? Just try it out. Just put it on a put it on a credit card or, you know, I don't I don't know the circumstance, but put it on something. Get the phone. You got 15. I've done this. Marky knows I've done this. I've I've gotten the phone for 15 days. I didn't like it and I returned it. There's no hassles. It, why are you returning it? It's just not for that's, me. That's the same with any phone, guys. Like With any phone. An, but I'm saying... if you go and buy an iPhone, you can hold it onto it for a week and a half and then bring it back. Like Bring it back. You don't... But try it. Try, try it. it you know, yeah, so if, exactly. if right now you're kind of in that, hey, should I get a, a OnePlus or should I get the, the Google? Yes, the Google is always going to be an amazing phone. But they've had a lot of... Like, we talked about all the Bluetooth issues I had when I had my Pixel 2 XL and all these other issues. Yeah. They're not perfect either. So, like, why not give the OnePlus uh, a chance? I think they're, like, in looks, they're one of the most, you know, unique-looking phones out there. Definitely. That are maybe, Definitely. I totally agree. You know, and I, and I think that's, like, such an important, you know, fact now that everything looks like an iPhone ten. You know what I mean? And and it's, it's a sad world when everything looks like an iPhone ten. Key distinction, everyone. Everything <laughs> looks like an iPhone It does. 10. And and one of the main facts people said is why am I going to get a clone of an iPhone 10 when I can just get the real iPhone 10? Everything else that is, would be a great is a choice. wannabe clone. If you want to do but, that, I highly <laughs> recommend it. <laughs> but yeah, like 
me personally, just looking at if you were a person that's all about the the notch, then you know the one. I mean, the Pixel Three XL notch is just horrible. But I have to say, one of the important <laughs> factors here, <clears throat> one of the important factors here that matters to me, would probably be one of those hard points to get across. Um, you know, to to kind of cope with when choosing between these two phones, I do love stereo speakers, and the OnePlus Six T does not have stereo speakers. And it guys, no longer has a guys, headphone jack. You are not using those speakers often enough to care about those speakers. Yeah, I think I'm at that point too where I'm not using them like, often. Let's enough to be care. real. You are not that asshole sitting on a bus with blasting those speakers. Like, dude, you don't use them. They're they're not good in any setting. Please name me one setting those head those those speakers are good in. Yeah, I'd, I'd, when you're laying in your bed while your wife is sleeping, like you're gonna put on headphones, like, like let's anyways, be real. Yes, I'm, I'm two thumbs up for the six T. I it's a it's a very small upgrade. I mean, besides like appearance, uh, with the notch, it's a small upgrade from their six to their six T. And you know, just like Apple's um way of doing things they do uh you know these these slight upgrades yeah but it's it's if you're in the market it definitely is the the phone to get and they kept it at the same price point as they did the the six so it started and you're actually getting more data uh so more storage from the base there's no more 64 gig they start at 128 that's which is the way people should start going you know what i mean it's like come on 64 gig is still good it's decent but 32 gig is unacceptable no, definitely. 3264, totally unacceptable. So let's move on. What else do we have on a, a, a 6T? Uh, my co-host here is going to put a link down. Go check out this phone. It looks great. It looks like the Find X. Uh, it's got a uh, – we didn't really talk about this, but the uh, the one of the big uh, updates are the fingerprint scanner used to be on the back. Some people still love that. I get it. But some people say that, you know, I like my phone to be flat and just hit the top of the phone to turn it on. I don't want to have to lift it and touch it with the back with my finger on there. Like my phone's on my desk. I want to unlock it. Just put my fingerprint in the front. So maybe that's one thing to think about. Like, yes, I love the placement of the back fingerprint, but if you ever work at a desk or anything and your phone's down, you have to pick it up. Whereas in now you can just like literally put your thumb on the screen, unlock the phone. And it looks like it's, <clears throat> or you can, it looks like it's come passcode and stop. being. Yeah. That, <laughs> you could do that. And they still have the face recognition, uh, face unlock on there which is like on every android device yeah right recognition <laughs> yeah yeah i'm just i love you i'm trying yeah my bad <laughs> um let's let's move on let's move on do you want to talk about this pie charging thing i think it's pretty cool uh i think i think maybe we can just talk about or just okay let's do that um, we, we, we can make it the last so one. you shared a video with me it was basically about this pie charging thing so basically it's like true wireless charging. You don't have to put it on a pad. You can just set it down near this device and it will charge basically. Um, and I think that's a pretty cool concept. And I remember specifically, I don't know if you remember this, that there was a year at E3, not E3, sorry. Uh, CES. There was a year at CES where this was a huge thing. Like you could put your phone down on a like a countertop and the i guess the countertop surface just had a bunch of chi wireless chargers in it like a big coil uh and you could put multiple devices on this countertop and it would just like automatically start charging 
It was still a countertop, though. It was still a physical countertop. Yeah, yeah, it was still a physical countertop. Or, or they put it in walls, and you could hang a lamp off the wall, and then the lamp oh, would okay. get power from the wall itself, and you would need not to like plug in the lamp in any sort of way. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, it's pretty cool, but those like technologies were like years out, right? They were really expensive, and I think we're starting to see the first versions of that of like you not needing to actually have um, a specific set area for you to put the thing down. Uh, I mean, we do have that right now with this Pi charging. Like, you do have to put it down near the device, right? Right. It's not like and, it but can the- be across the room, but. I think eventually we'll get to a point where those other features of it, like imagine just having, you know, you bought a new TV stand, right? And that TV stand is like got wireless charging in it. And any device right. you put down on that wireless, the TV stand starts charging on it. And, I, and then that is, I think, the future. I think like the really cool thing about the Pi here, the Pi, uh, Pi wireless charging system is that the main reason I think wireless charging in the sense of, not having to use a pad hasn't become very popular is because the ways of getting wireless charging without actually having to put your device on a physical device is not really uh, safe on the waves that it's sending out okay. to charge your phone. Yeah. And what they found is like some, some kind of magnetic, uh, you know, charging system that is safe, that is not too powerful, powerful enough to, to harm us. Yeah. Uh, but yet can charge the device. And I think that's, that's the hardest part right now is there probably are like ways of doing it like and they compared it to like you can charge this without having to turn it into a microwave you know what i mean and and that's that's dope that means that we're getting to that point you know right and that's where i think the only reason we don't have true wireless charging yet is because it's harmful to us to get that much power through uh you know through air to the device and and have a distance right where this thing still has to be fairly close to it but the really cool thing about it as well is that you could have more than one device all around it, right? Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of shaped like um, what would you say? It's shaped like a pear, or like uh, a pyramid, or like almost like a pylon in a sense, but with a round. Yeah, almost bottom. like a pylon. Yeah. So you could have like uh, four plus devices around this thing, charging. You know, as long as they're wireless chi, which is another great thing, is that this is a standard wireless charging system. It's not like some. Uh, yeah, it's not some custom charging. It's only a standard now that Apple has taken it on. Of course, no, but I, like I, I don't mean that like ironically. I think that's the actual no, 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 truth. I... Is that like, as soon as a company as big as Apple adopts a technology, it generally becomes the norm, right? I think like, while it's really slow, I think like USB C is like the next big thing to like. Like I, I'm totally anticipating the the next, if the not the next version of the iPhone, but the version after that will probably be USB C. I think so. And and they uh, are they the creators of USB C Apple? Uh, yeah, they they helped uh, architect and engineer the USB C okay. standard. Yeah. So uh, the Pi. But yeah, the Pi is cool. Track. It's the a Pi cool is device. Really cool. I don't know. How it much isn't it out is officially there. yet. It's still pre-order or like sign up for. Sign up uh, for know, news and stuff like that. For news. Yeah, it isn't like officially out yet, but it definitely is, is a I really think it's cool. going to be expensive, though. Like at least four or $500 for 
for the device. Here's the here's the cool thing about this company. They're actually uh, allowing uh, other companies to use the technology. Oh, okay. So they're open sourcing like the patents. They're open sourcing, yeah. So cool. I think like it, it, they want to make it. Well, if it's open, the more people who do it, the more right. the technology is adopted, right? Like look at Tesla right, I, putting out all of their patents for charging, right? They're like, hey, like we want EVs to be a thing. So you guys have all access to how we charge our devices. And then all the other manufacturers were able to make their own version of it, right? So, Yeah, if you want to see this thing and uh, check out the website, we'll put a link down. Go check it out. It's actually really cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that, I think, is going to be it for the show today. Yeah. We had some minor uh, setbacks, but um, I think before I figured we f- it out. Before we finish it off, what, what our Halloween scary oh, story. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Let's go for it. Okay, you first. I don't really we'll have a story. Like, uh, I used Nothing's to ever ghost. happened to you. I used to live Okay, yes. Oh, hey, oh, hold on, people. Hold on. Give me one second here. Okay. okay. It's Halloween. It was Halloween. Just right. passed. Sit there in your chair and just think seven no, days no, I'm, ago. Yeah, seven days ago. No, like less know. than that. But. Less than that, but by the time this gets out. This possibly. past Wednesday. Yeah. We had Halloween here, and I asked my co-host, you know, give me a story. Have, I've never really had anything. I just live with a ghost. Does that sound like it makes sense to you people? <laughs> you know, like nothing has ever happened. I just lived with a ghost. You know what I mean? Before everybody thinks my co-host here is crazy. <laughs> And no longer wants to listen to the show because we've got a cuckoo bird on here (laughs) (laughs) who uh, believes he lived with a ghost. I did actually actually hear about this. I heard about this ghost uh, flushing toilets and stuff. So uh, please let me know. Let me know. Yeah, I mean, well, there's not really much to it. And it's not really creepy, but I used to live with a ghost. Yeah, and he would travel from house to house with us and, like, do random shit, like flush the toilet or close the curtains or shut certain doors. Uh, and did you ever see these things physically happen in front of you? Not physically, but you could hear most of them and there was nobody there. Like if you're the only person in the house and the toilet flushes, then who else, who else did it? Well, would w- do you ever like sit there and go, well, I just have a faulty toilet flap and they kind of, you know, allow the water to drink. Cause you know, and I'm, I'm, Maybe you know, I, I've worked in the industry where I have to, you know, do this as a superintendent. You know, the flaps, they become like worn out and they don't really block the water and it flushes on its own. So yeah, have you ever that, thought in that's that case, a possibility? In that case, like it would just be constantly running, right? It wouldn't just flush itself and then stop. You know what I mean? Uh, it depends. Like it I've depends. had in my own household, uh, you know, a worn down a running. T- and usually right. you flush the toilet and it's so warped it just doesn't plug the it hole doesn't back cl- anymore. Yeah, it doesn't plug it up. And so yeah. now you have your, your toilet that's constantly running, right? I'm talking about like literally like flushed and then it stops like it's done. Like not running constantly, just done. Like doors and what about shutting the that were previously open. Uh, curtains closing that were usually open. Uh, little things, but like not, you know, TV gets turned off, you know, because nobody's using it. And it's not on sleep, you know, like stuff like that. And not a power save mode. And not a power save mode, no. Like we're talking okay. tube TVs. They didn't have. But never, never mode. creepy. Never creepy. No, no, not, not really, to be honest. Except for that okay. one time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Where something but showed you, up. You with have some really head. fucking creepy stories. Like I, I do. I've worked in uh, many of creepy hotels, and I know, like. Okay, Do you remember that creepy working. story you told me about you slipping on a banana? 
I do. I do remember. You know what? I, I was do terrified. Say to, I, uh, before I continue with my story, I do want to say, Mike, uh, from uh, Power Cycle, I am okay. And I am uh, genuinely um, glad that you care about my well-being. He is the so, shell of his former self, Mike. Don't listen to him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, I've survived the banana peel. Um, and I didn't do the Mario sound <laughs> when I slipped. He recently <laughs> but, had an altercation yeah. with a shovel as well. I did. That's what I was going to say. I, I recently got injured at work again. Um, there this was an altercation between him and a shovel. Yeah, me and the shovel. I'm he now talked going smack through. to the shovel. The shovel slapped him in the face. <laughs> right. So I actually, I actually uh, sent a picture. And I know it's totally getting off topic. I'll get back on topic. I sent a, uh, Marky here a picture of my swollen lip. <laughs> And he's like, what the hell happened to you? What happened? It was red, bloody mouth, everything. Like, you couldn't really see it in the photo, but I had dry blood on my lips. So I, I went back to work after lunch, and I had to clean up, you know, so I wouldn't slip on any bananas. So I grabbed the shovel, and uh, me and me and my other uh, coworker, we like to do this thing where we mess around. We're like, you know, we've got the force, and we could lift this, this uh, shovel without using, you know, anything but the force. Uh, so the way we do that is we kick it up with our foot. You know, when a shovel is laying on a certain uh, angle, you could just kick it and it comes up at you, the handle, and you just grab it. Yeah, you just like step I on did it that. And it comes yeah, just like you. step on it. So I stepped on this thing pretty hard, and I had like my right hand out, and it came up on my left, <laughs> and it just <laughs> smacked me right in the mouth. Like the shovel, the handle, just like it, like almost knocked me the hell out i was like oh god and at this time my supervisor he still is trying has to talk teeth, to me by the way i still have my teeth my supervisor's trying to ask me a question he didn't see this happen because he's up at the at the, the bailer controls and i'm just like like mumbling to myself because i'm in like massive pain and i get up the ladder because he's trying to talk to me and he just looks at me and goes what the fuck happened to your face dude and i'm just like um um i uh, got into a fight with the shovel <laughs> it's like and he just starts laughing his ass off because like a few seconds before that I was totally fine and then a few seconds later i got this red mark blood on my teeth and this huge fat lip bro at this rate you're gonna to get fired because you're damage prone bro seriously they're gonna seriously, be like actually... hey we gotta let you go you keep having altercations with inanimate here's... objects in the fucking <laughs> in the workplace <laughs> there's a lot of complaints written by shovels and bananas about you starting fights and we're kind of like we think maybe we talked to the, the strapper you. you know we work with we know you work yeah. with the strapper and and uh he was I've saying that he had to slap you in the face a couple of times yeah. i will say one thing here's the funniest thing so this happened to me no report of course written about it but when i did slip there was a report written about it and uh, when i first started working there like maybe like three months in i was asked to be an let me finish this. I was asked to be in the safety committee, okay? I slip on a banana a few months later, and I get hit by a shovel in the face, and just on Friday, I was asked to be in the safety committee again. And the safety committee is set up on, you know, people who are very self-aware of what's going around them and their surroundings. I don't know why they would want me to be on the safety committee, but the uh, committee, but they continue to ask me to be on the safety committee. Well, I will say like now you're very self-aware of bananas on the floor and right. You are right. now never going to have an altercation with a shovel ever again. So no, I think well, you're the I perfect candidate. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, I just want to say, 
Mike, uh, I'm okay. Thank you for uh, worrying about me. I'm good. I'm good, and I'm happy you guys got a laugh from it because that's that's the point. You know, my pain is 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 your laughter. <laughs> so uh, yeah, just know that the the shovel won this week, but not next week. Uh, yeah. So my scary story is, I used to work at many hotels. So uh, Delta Chelsea. This is all in in the GTA here. Delta Chelsea, uh, Sheraton, Royal York. You name it. I'm just going to give you one of the things, uh, one of the stories that happened to me. And it was at the Royal York Hotel. The Royal York Hotel, uh, I used to do the marble uh, marble there. So marble floors, whatever, marble cutting and polishing. So I used to do marble there. And uh, there's a floor. It's called the 19th floor. I'm a very, like, uh, you know, talkative person. I'm, I'm really good with people. So I knew the security guards. I knew the night managers. I used to work at night. Actually, it was the graveyard shift. And uh, basically, the 19th floor is where they have a bunch of these, um, uh, what do you call ballrooms, right? So you have a bunch of ballrooms for meetings and stuff like that. What is that what they're called again? Ballrooms, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're so they have a bunch rooms. of ballrooms. Yeah, big ballrooms. So the way it used to work is, like, uh, the main elevators, you would come out and you would, uh, everything's marble. The floor is all marble. There's like a desk, right? When you come out to your right, there's like a section of some like small meeting rooms to your left. It was like these huge windows. Cause this is the 19th floor. This is on the top, top, right? It's like the penthouse. Yeah. And then, um, big ballrooms there, whatever. And then some bathrooms that are all marble inside too. Really nice, gorgeous, like level floor. After I think like 11 p.m. or 10 p.m., that floor shut off. Even the elevators won't go up there. The only elevators that go up there will be the service elevators, which are like behind in a closed area that no one could really see, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, I was told that I had to do the marble in uh, this floor. Before me, it was another gentleman that used to work there. His name is Joe Hani, and uh, he no longer wanted to work there. So my supervisor at the time, he asked me to work there, <clears throat> Marcel. He's like, hey, Mario, I need you to go and work up at the uh, the 19th floor after they close down. Why? You know, what about Johanny? He doesn't want to work up there no more, blah, 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 whatever. Okay. Whatever, I'll go do it. <clears throat> so I go up there, and it was just me and another woman. The other woman would do, like, vacuuming and stuff like that and clean some other stuff. Yeah. Uh, not on my section, though. She'd be, like, on the other section. And her name is Maria, of course. <clears throat> and I'm up there. Was I'm she working. Portuguese? She, no, she's Spanish. Okay. So I'm up there. I'm, I'm trying working. to set the tone for everyone, you know. <laughs> I'm up there. I'm working. I'm doing my thing day after day after day. Few little things happen here and there. Okay, like plates moving because they had like a kitchen there, but it was like a, a setup kitchen, so there was like no stove or anything, just like coffee machine, um, you know, fridges to put food that was prepared in the actual kitchen, ready for tomorrow or whatever. Right? Okay. Yeah. I'd hear plates moving. Like I told you, this place is closed down. Nobody's up there. Nobody can get up there. And I hear plates moving and stuff. I go into the kitchen. Nobody's there. That's that's the small stuff. That's the stuff I can kind of like, hey, you know what? This happened because of this. And maybe a plate slipped. Or, you know, you give yourself reasons, right? Why this could happen. And other things started happening. Like, there's huge windows up there. But they don't open because you're on the 19th floor. And they're huge windows. Yeah. Yet there's like a breeze coming in. And like there's the um, the curtains like waving around. It's like doesn't make any sense. You go there and there's no breeze. There's no vent. There's no AC vent. There's no nothing around there. Where the hell is this breeze coming from? Nowhere. But these things are moving. 
okay, whatever. It's probably somewhere I don't see. There's a leak in the window or whatever. Yeah. Explain that, you know. And then things started happening. Like I started hearing things more often. I started like seeing things out of the corner of my eye. Do you remember anything specifically that you remember hearing? There is one moment, but see, there's so many things that happen up there eventually. So I, I haven't, I hadn't heard any of like horror stories about that place. You know what I mean? When I was working there, it was never like, Hey, you know, this happened over there. This happened. It wasn't it was like, like the shining type shit. No, no, I, I didn't hear anything. Right. But one day what happened is I started getting freaked out because I started hearing all these things. And one day I go up there and, and there's Maria there. And she's getting ready to start cleaning or whatever. And I, and I just got up there. I'm about to do my stuff. And I usually never talk to her just because, like, I want to get my shit done and get out. And this day, I was just like, like, oh, man, this stuff's been happening to me. I got to ask her if anything's happened to her, right? So I go up to her and I sit down and we're talking. And uh, before I go on, let me just explain. There's, like, these tables there. They're, like, made out of marble. They have, like, a phone on them, like a lamp. And then they have, like, a, a pad where you can write stuff. And I'm assuming anyone making a business call can take down some notes or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting down close to this thing uh, on a bench there. And I'm talking to her and I'm like, you know, has anything ever happened to you up here? You know, she's like, no, no, you know, I haven't really heard anything or seen anything. And I'm like, you know, because I do. And it, and it kind of freaks me out. And her honest opinion to me was you should see your doctor about getting some pills to calm you down. Jeez. Right. That was her honest opinion to me. Like, go see your doctor. I have a, a friend who also has really high anxiety and she takes pills. Okay, when we finished that conversation, I swear to you, I like, like I told you, I'm Catholic, and I'm not super religious, but I, uh, religious, but I swear to God, this happened. Her head spinned around. She walked backwards. <laughs> <laughs> you would never see me at work ever again. <laughs> I get up, and I, I, like I'm saying, this she is not like, normal routine. Thanks, Mario. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't really sit down and talk to this woman ever, and especially this place. Not like this is our meeting spot. Yeah, I get up. And on, I, for some reason, lean against the table there where the little notepad is. And I swear to you on my life, somebody wrote on that pad and it looked like they struggled. Like it was like almost they, they, it wasn't like someone just wrote it down normally. It's like if, if you gave a pencil to a little kid and they're trying to write something Yeah. and they wrote Mario. Whoa. My fucking name was on the notepad. No one knew I was going to be there. I never sit there. I never you know, thought I would get up and look at the notepad, but some, I just, I was leaning against the, the marble uh, table there where the phone and everything is. And I just, I glanced over and I noticed something's written on a notepad and it literally is across on diagonal, not like straight, but across on diagonal in pretty big letters, but looks like the person struggled to write it. Yeah. And it says Mario. How the fuck? No, I don't sit there ever. I can't explain it. And then he quit. Like if job. it was something. <laughs> and then after that, literally my, my who is my wife now amanda yeah. was on the phone with me almost every night until like 3 a.m even though she had to go to school the next day because i was so freaked out about that fucking place but some other stuff happened there yeah uh after that one of one of you asked me if i ever heard anything so one day i went up there and this uh woman there maria the spanish woman wasn't working that like she was off or whatever and the other person doing her job would do it later like taking over her position would do it later so i was up there alone and like maria was like i could hear her vacuum going on she was like my oh i feel okay someone else is up here right yeah, so yeah, yeah. there was a while she wasn't and one day uh i had to like clean up the marble after finishing like mop up the marble and everything 
And I'm with the mop in my hand. I'll never forget. I go into the service area and I'm like, I didn't talk to my wife that night. And I was like, I don't want to bother. She has to go to school. She wasn't my wife at the time. but She was my girlfriend. I get into the elevator uh, where the uh, service area is. And I swear to you, I can't make this up, man. It sounded like it came from like a speaker above at like full bass. Yeah. And right when I'm about to like, and this is kind of gets funny too. I'm a, I'm about to hit the button to leave going i made it through this night you know what i mean i just over exaggerate and i hear sorry and i don't know if it said hi bye why die cry fly i heard sigh which in portuguese means get out okay but it couldn't not it could have not been sigh could have been die could have been high but it was like literally like this sorry but so loud and so bassy and I was holding on to the smop. And this is the funny part. My whole body turned into jello. I was like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> like my legs started I shaking. Am done. <laughs> yeah, like my legs started shaking. And I'm just like, I'm clicking the down button, the elevator. And we're on 19th floor. So I'm not like, bro, he took legs the stairs. Not running down there. That, the, I couldn't, dude. I could barely stand. I remember rolling the, the mop cart into the elevator. And on the way down, my whole body shaking, dude. Because I'm so freaked out right now that I just heard this. Like, there's no speakers in there. There's no nothing. Where the hell did this sound And that's from? when you gave your two weeks notice. <clears throat> <laughs> and uh, I honestly asked my boss. I don't want to work up there. He goes, I can't do this anymore. Johanny quit because he, people were whistling at him and shit. And he heard things up there. And he doesn't want to. I'm like, you couldn't tell me this? Like, he didn't want to <laughs> This work would have been nice to know earlier. Right, and and I found out that that guy didn't want to work up there because shit was happening to him. Wow. Okay, and uh, the last story, and I'll say this one really quick, was, um, and this is all in the same area, and I'll kind of give you a little bit of context about that that place there. Uh, other stuff has happened to me, other areas in that hotel, and many other hotels. I got so many creepy stories of shit that happened to me. But another thing, uh, this will be my last story. I know we got to wrap it up. <clears throat> I basically was... Was up there again, <clears throat> cleaning up by myself. Maria wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. And I hear security guards come in. There was this young guy named Brian there who I was really good friends with. And they're coming in, two of them, and they're like, hello, hello, anybody up here? <clears throat> I was in the bathroom because the bathrooms are marble. And here, Bathrooms like, are like two Ew! doors, if that makes any <laughs> Bathrooms are two doors, if that makes any sense. You open up a door, it's like a little bit of carpet, and then you open another door, it's all the marble floor. Yeah. It's weird. It's like a little, like in between... Two second hallway. It's two doors. So I heard, hello, hello, anybody up here? David, David. And I'm like, who the fuck are these guys yelling at? So I get out there. I'm like, hey, what the hell is going on, man? And they're like, oh, you know, um, did you see anybody up here? No. Are you sure? Because uh, the kitchen staff, one of the, the kitchen staff guys, they said there's a guy up here. His name's David. I'm like, bro, I've seen no one up here, man. So you saw him in the kitchen. He might be hiding up here. So they go through everything. I'm assuming they look through cameras too. They told me they look through cameras. Nobody's up there. But there's no cameras in the kitchen. Just like in the main ballroom area, right? The kitchen, like, it's for staff. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. <clears throat> okay, so the sec- I hear the story after from the security guard. He goes, uh, when you were up there, uh, when you were working inside, they came to bring prepared food for the next day for the ballrooms to put in the kitchen. Yeah. It's on a little roll cart. 
He says the camera outside where the service elevators are in case someone tried to rob the place, but they're not inside the kitchen because that's where the staff is. It doesn't make any sense, right? And I know it sounds like, of course, there's no cameras in there, but it just makes sense. They're in the elevator area in case someone tries to break in or whatever, but they're not in the kitchen area because they'd be spending money on shit they don't need. It's just kitchen staff in there. <clears throat> so this guy walks in with the cart. He opens up the door, which you need a key to get into, okay? Goes into the, the the kitchen, which is not a full kitchen, but to put all the stuff for the next day. He runs the fuck out of the kitchen in two seconds, and he takes the stairs. He doesn't wait for the elevator. <clears throat> he takes the stairs down to, like, the 15th floor. Are you seeing finally, this on the like, cameras? No, I didn't see it on the camera. Oh, okay. This is the story the guy's, the guy's telling, telling me what happened. You, okay. And this guy's telling me. He gets out of that stairwell. Then he takes the elevator from the 15th floor. I guess he's fucking tired from running. Yeah, yeah. He takes the elevator through the 15th floor down to the lobby. And then he runs across into the lobby to the night manager and says, you need to send security up there. There's some guy, David, and something's wrong with him. He's not okay. He doesn't have any feet. And he's telling me, uh, you know, he works here and not to be not to be freaked out, but he has no feet and you guys need to send security. So they did what they do. They send security up there. Somebody's up there. But this man didn't say he's a ghost. He said he just had no feet. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> he just said like, so the way the kitchen was there, it's really weird. You walk in and it kind of takes like a, a zigzag. And he said, from what security guard told me, he walked in, he looked to his right and the guy was kind of like halfway behind the wall. And he's like, hi, my name's David. Uh, don't worry, I work here. And he just kind of looked at him and he's wearing like, according to the guy, he's wearing like an older uniform. And he kind of gave an up and down look and he's like, the guy had no fucking feet and he just freaked out, dropped the shit and took the fuck out. And like, just Bro, got out of there too. <laughs> he went down to the, the night manager. The night manager told me, yeah, like that, that guy came here. He said, somebody's up there. Something's wrong with him. He's not normal. He doesn't have any feet. And, um, basically that's when security guards told me the story. Listen. So a long time ago, the 19th floor was a storage area. Okay. It, it wasn't uh, the ballroom place that we have now. It was a storage area. That's where we kept all the tables to set up and stuff. They'd be uh, tied down or whatever. And he goes, there was a guy here, David. This is a while ago. There was a guy, David, who's a young guy. He had a lot of problems at home. He grabbed one of those those uh, ropes that we tied the tables with. Uh, so the ninth floor is not the last floor. It goes like 20, 21, maybe 22. So above that is like the room for all the elevators uh, and then above that is like an old part of the hotel because the hotel has been extended. They showed me all of it. They call it the Freddy Cougar room up there. Actually, when I got when I took my wife on prom, I, I took have her no, to the hotel I because know. I don't want to know why they t they call it the Freddy Cougar. You have to see it. I have pictures of it. I'll show you one day. I have pictures of the Freddy Cougar room. It's so fucking freaky. And then uh, right next to the Freddy Cougar room is another door, and that goes out to the uh, the roof. Which I don't know if you've noticed. I think I have it on my Facebook. I have a picture of me on the roof with Amanda, my wife, because for our um, for her prom, I took her to the hotel and I took her onto the roof. We took a picture up there because I was friends with security. They allowed me. Uh, so I, I basically you saw that police arrest him. <laughs> so the guy took the rope. He's having problems at home. Young guy, man. I heard he was like 20 something, 30 something, maybe. Yeah. He took the rope up to not the 19, but like the 20, like one set up. Hung it around the stair, the well, the steering well, uh, the like handle, handle yeah. and hung and hung himself. Right. So no one found by him right feet? away. One, li <laughs> sorry, by his feet? No, by his neck. Oh. <laughs> by his, it's really he lost his feet. 
he's a fucking ghost. He's fucking floating, bro. Oh, okay. He's got no I don't feet. know why I he had no feet. Okay. He's fucking not he's an apparition, supposedly. He's not fucking a full like three D uh thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So anyways, he hung himself. And uh, they didn't find his body immediately. What happened is one of the co-workers going up to uh, up there and using the stairs goes, something smells funny, walked up and noticed he was hanging. And that's when now, and this is true, I didn't know this until they explained to me why that was there. There's a sensor there. If you go past the 19th floor in the stairwell, it sends an alarm to the to the security office so they know someone's gone up there so no one ever commits suicide up there, right? Because no one goes up there regularly. That's just like the roof and what they call the Freddy Cougar room yeah, and yeah, then yeah. the the uh, mechanic room for all the elevator mechanics and stuff. Makes sense. So no no one found them right away. So, yeah, somebody did pass away. His name was David. And, uh, you know, other people from the hotel told me that the freakiest part about that guy was that he was a new chef guy. Like he had just started like in the in the night shift. Yeah. He was like a prep chef. Uh, prep chef or whatever, no one told him these goddamn stories. So it's not like he went up there and was like, oh, he heard so many scary stories and that's what freaked him out. He never heard about this. He didn't go down there and say, oh, the ghost David that I heard about. No, no, there's a guy up there. He says his name's David and something's fucking wrong with him. Not he's a ghost, but something's wrong. He's missing his goddamn feet. That's fine. Uh, so yeah, and I'm working that day and I hear them calling out David, David, David. They know the story. But they're looking for someone who who said their name was David and there was no one up there. And I continued working there for a bit. And my wife, she fucking hated it. My now wife, because she had to stay with me on the phone because shit would happen. There's so many other stories, man. I just we would need a whole I can only imagine, though, like, episode crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, some freaky stuff has happened to me, man. Um, I can't explain it all, especially the writing thing, because uh, the remember I told you someone wrote Mario. Yeah, yeah. I also used to work uh, in the seafloor, which is right above the lobby. <clears throat> you can kind of see into the lobby. It's all open in the middle. I used to do brass railings before I did the marble. Okay. And uh, I used to polish all the brass railings there. And they have a bunch of old pictures all around about the old hotel, like horse and carriage, and like before it became the big Royal York, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And there's also those tables there with notepads. And I swear to you, I'm not making this up. <clears throat> Someone wrote my name twice. That one time in the 19th floor and that one time on the sea floor. I mean, if Not you on do the same research, day. you'll probably find that that place is like super haunted or there's a lot of death. Uh, yeah, there. there's probably been a, that place has been around since before there were like streets. Like, you know I, I wonder I mean? if that was always a hotel or if that was just someone's like gigantic mansion or some shit like that. I, I don't know. I think it's always been a hotel, actually, but I don't know, to be honest. I know it's been added on to. I know like I've seen pictures of when it was all forest and just like the hotel there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it goes back a long way for sure. There's been quite a few things that happened to me there. And then there's a level where they have a bunch of commercial. And I think I told you this story. They have a bunch of commercial and there's a, a, a restaurant called Piper's Cafe or Piper something. And a lot of freaky shit happened to me in there too uh, with my wife. Uh, she used to go help me once in a while uh, later on in our relationship. She was in school and she, when she had time off like uh, summer, she would go help me out at work. And some freaky shit happened to me in that uh, in that place too. So uh, yeah, I'm not gonna go into it because there's way too much to go into. Oh, we but gotta yeah. start a separate podcast just about your story, <laughs> just about the haunted stuff that's happened to me, the scary shit that's happened. But I will say, Happy Halloween, everyone! And the, probably the freakiest thing that happened to me isn't hearing something or seeing something or even like the day I turned into Jello. 
because I can kind of think maybe I'm just crazy and I heard that in my mind, but it was the day that that my name was written down on that paper. And even the the day that it was written down on the seafloor, uh, I had already told people my story. So maybe somebody was fucking with me and went to go write, write it on the seafloor, but nobody on that day on the 19th floor, nobody could have guessed that that day randomly I would have decided to have a conversation with that woman and my name would have been written. And the chances of someone writing my name and leaving it there and not even writing it with anything else on that on that page or writing it like they had trouble writing it like it's a child on an angle it just it it all doesn't make any sense it makes sense if it was like hey mario meet me at seven o'clock or if it said mario three o'clock meeting or it was just my name on an angle written like they were right like chicken scratch like they struggled to write it the seafloor one, the reason I didn't bring it up is because that could have been just somebody who heard me tell them what happened to me and decided to fuck with me on the seafloor. So that, to me, I can explain. That 19th floor one, I cannot explain. No way I can explain that. That woman did not know I was going to talk to her that day. There is no no chance anybody would figure that we'd sit there that day and talk that day. It was a huge place. We could have talked anywhere and sat anywhere. It wasn't a normal routine thing. True, true. But yeah. So happy Halloween because we did we did just pass by Halloween and uh, this went from a tech podcast to uh, a horror a podcast. spooky podcast. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed the story. Uh, I know it kind of went a little uh, longer than it should have, but uh, I want to thank everyone uh, for listening to the podcast and I'm going to let you uh, close it off. All right. If you want to debunk any of our stories uh, about ghosts or uh, experiences and want to tell us what actually happened because you're an expert. You can find us on uh, facebook.com slash pixel refresh. Um, Leave comments there and and we'll be sure to read them out on on the next podcast. Um, Otherwise, um, it's been so long. I feel like I I don't know how to do this anymore. Um, Thank you guys for listening. You can find us on any of your podcasting software. Uh, whether that's Google Play, whether that's Stitcher, anything, Spotify. Um, and our music, as always, is by Ryan Little at soundcloud.com slash I am Ryan Little. And that's going to be it for the show. Thank you for listening, and hopefully this episode is not garbage. Peace out. I do want to say, my friend, um, I'm actually going to be leaving my job. Are you? Yeah. I didn't want to talk about this on the podcast, but I'm going to be um, resigning. Really? Why? I just feel like the shovels and bananas are starting to gang up on me. Yeah. and uh, Too many shovels, too many bananas. Too many shovels, too many bananas. All the I really feel Master like Splinter is all the ab- Master Splinter. I haven't even seen him in a while. I think he's like, he's left. He can't handle that shit in there either. So, like, so what are you going to do then? I I don't know. I got to talk to human resources. Maybe we could figure this out with the shovel clan. You know what I mean? And and maybe talk <laughs> to a few bananas and uh, just get this rectified. You know what I mean? Just like so, I feel safe at work because at this moment, I just I'm just I'm terrified. I go to work and like 
you know how on a bicycle you have a mirror? I got one where I put it on my shoulder, and sometimes I see like, a <laughs> shovel, and I just, I turn real quick, and I'm like, I swear I saw a shovel there. I swear I saw a shovel. The other day, my boss is like, here, clean up. He threw the shovel at me. I ducked. I was like freaked out. I was like freaked out. My Whoa, was gonna shit. Attack me. No. Yeah. Please. Like I walk everywhere on tippy toes now because I think there's bananas everywhere just waiting around the corner. No, but for real, are you actually waiting? No. No, okay. <laughs>